hello, October. Can you believe that it's October? October the 1st, 2022. Man, I can remember when we were ringing in 2020. How many of y'all can remember that? Just wave your hand at me. Yeah, I see some of you coming on right now. If you don't mind, just let me know who's there. Send me a comment or two, thumbs up emoji, thumbs down emoji, something like that. We're gonna be in Psalm 11 for just a few minutes. <clears throat> here this morning, and then I'm going to be out on my day. Uh, my wife and I are headed to one of our granddaughter's softball tournaments, and so it could be 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock before we're back tonight. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and shoot this uh, uh, brief Bible study to you. Hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. So we're reading <clears throat> Psalm 11 today, Psalm 11. Uh, just make note if you're following along with us. Tomorrow we're going to jump up to Psalm 22. There is a reason behind we're doing all this. It's kind of complicated to explain right now. But tomorrow we're going to jump up to Psalm 22 and then go numerically. Uh, Monday will be 23, Tuesday will be 24. And uh, we'll just we'll go through the 20s and I think the 30s maybe. Then we'll jump up to the 100s. Um, yeah, like the end, like 150 something, or like 140 somethings like that, those psalms of praise, the halals. Anyway, so today is Psalm 11. Um, if these messages are a blessing to you, just let us know and, and put them out there. So once again, in Psalm 11, we have a, a psalm that was written by David. So this past week, we've read three, four, five, we read one, then three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's a pattern in David's life. Uh, David is noticing, uh, like in all the Psalms, David's going through a hard time. So uh, if you're going through a hard time, <laughs> you're in good company with Brother David. Uh, we've looked at uh, some of the laments of David, some of the complaints of David. <clears throat> and we, uh, myself and some of you have even made comments that sometimes we're the same way. We take our complaints to the Lord um, when we see the ungodly seemingly finding success in life and we're wondering, like, why aren't we? So Psalm 11 is only seven verses. I think it's seven verses. Yeah, I'm just going to read it, come back and make some comments to you. It's a Saturday morning. looks like everybody's still in bed. So you'll, you'll catch up with this when you, when you get it. Except Lola, she's in there preparing food for the day. So Psalm 11 says, I trust in the Lord for protection. Stop. Who do you trust in? We all need protection, right? Yes. We need protection physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, the whole, every area of our lives. So David begins with a strong affirmation. This is an affirmation. I trust in the Lord for protection. Now watch what he does here. Then he says, so why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? Now, historians believe that when David wrote this, well, hey, Lola. Uh, historians believe that when David wrote this, it was during that time when he was a fugitive and Saul was trying to track him down, hunt him down to execute him or to kill him. So at least one or two of the other Psalms that we've read this past week are written in the same, during that time, during that time frame. So, um, so apparently this Psalm was written then. Imagine yourself being a fugitive um, imagine yourself, that would be the king coming after, imagine yourself, the president, uh, of whatever nation you're part of trying to hunt you down and have his administration 
hunt you down and kill you. So that's, we think that's the setting of this psalm. So David starts on affirmation. I trust in the Lord for protection. Like he knew that if his life was going to be spared, hey, Rosie, ultimately God would be the one to protect him. So this is an affirmation. Um, I, I think maybe some of us need to affirm that today. Um, there are some things beyond our control happening in this world. There are some things probably beyond our control happening in our families. <clears throat> there are probably some things beyond our control happening in our community, maybe in our churches. And I, I think maybe I'm going to make that affirmation today. Okay, I'm saying that, Lord, I trust in you for protection. Thank you for the people that you put in my life. Thank you for living in a free country. Thank you for all that. But my trust, my ultimate trust is in you for my protection. So he begins with an affirmation. That's a great place to start in the New Testament for all Christians. Probably every day, wake up at, Lord, I trust you for protection. So then he says, why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings to come after me, pretty much. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are upright. So she's probably making reference to the fact they're hiding, they're lurking in wait, and probably making it uh, a... Um, uh, uh, probably referring to himself, whose hearts are right. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like that in America right now. The foundations of the law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely. Listen, he watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So who does God examine? Hey, Mom, God examines everyone. Who does he look closely at? Every human being on earth. That's an awesome God there. To be able to examine my life here in Georgia, Mom, your life in North Carolina, Rosie, your life in Virginia, some of our friends in the Philippines, all over the world, all what, seven billion people, God simultaneously is aware and examining all, the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. Watch this now. He will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur on the wicked. This is, a, this is another affirmation here. Um, punishing them with scorching winds. For the righteous... Lord loves justice. We talked about justice yesterday and how sometimes, I've even mentioned recently how sometimes things, you know, in, the, in our judicial system, justice is not served. Um, and so, hey, Lisa, and so in God's economy, in God's economy, what David is saying is the righteous Lord loves justice. So when we think, because our concept and time frame of justice and how we think, you know, the unjust should be punished and all that is different than God. So David's given an affirmation for the righteous Lord loves justice, the virtuous will see his face. So if we walk in virtue, see his face as a reference, hey, Russell, to the presence of God. So do you walk, want to walk in the presence of God? Then walk virtuously. Walk with integrity. Walk with character. Be what David calls one of the upright in heart. Okay, so that's only seven verses. Um, I think every morning I encourage you to get your journal and write down notes. You can see the notes I wrote down there. Um, wrote down there. And... Um, so just had some thoughts in, in Psalm 11. Remember now, tomorrow we're jumping ahead to Psalm 22, and then we're reading numerically. Psalm 22 tomorrow. So, so David's a fugitive, okay? Now, he starts with an affirmation. The Lord 
is the one that protects me. But then he gets some advice. He gets some advice. Now listen to the advice he receives. <clears throat> so why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? So apparently people were whispering into his ear. When you're in time of trouble, do people whisper into your ear? Yes, they do. The key is listening to the right people. Remember in Psalm 1, verse 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Then it goes on and says that the law of the Lord is his he is blessed by the law of the Lord. In, in the law of the Lord does he delight. And then it talks about how strong that person is that gains their strength from, from God's word. So the point here is this. The point here is this. Apparently, David was receiving some advice. And we receive advice every day, don't we? Yes, we do. The key to that is, the, the key to responding to advice is responding to the correct advice, the right advice. Well, how do you know what the right advice is? Well, if you, if you study the scripture... There are certain things we don't have to pray about, okay? Like, I'm just going to say this. I know I'm going to get in trouble, okay? I know I'm going to get in trouble. There's been this ongoing debate since I was a child. Should parents ever spank their children, okay? And so psychologists and psychiatrists, you know, all that, and I hear Christians and non-Christians, no, you should never spank your child. When Proverbs is clear, the heart of a child is bound with foolishness but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Now, he's not talking about beating your kids. He's not talking about, you know, he's not talking about harming your, he's not talking about abusing your children. But there is clear edicts in the Proverbs about the rod and what we would call spanking. So if anyone ever tell, and I don't know what age that starts, okay? I started out of the womb. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's why my kids walk with a limp nowadays. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's just an example that just popped into my head, okay? So if, if you're a parent, and somebody tells you, you should never, ever spank your child. Well, um, Scripture also says that a child left himself will bring shame to his mother. So if we don't discipline and chasten and direct and train our children, just leave them to themselves, they're going to bring shame to their mother because foolishness is bound up in their heart. And how does foolishness come out? <laughs> the rod of correction. Does that make sense? So if, you, if, if somebody says you should, you should never, ever, you should never, ever spank your children, then you don't receive that. That is an ungodly because it's not from God. Godly is that, and that doesn't mean it's a horrible person that gave it to you. I'm just thinking right here, okay? If somebody goes, man, the times are tight, I, I'm just, I'm just going to back off of my generosity. I'm going to back off of my giving uh, to the Lord. I'm going to back off on that. Well, no, then you're living by fear, not by, not by faith, because the scripture is very explicit. It doesn't say set aside every week when times are good. It says set aside every on the Lord's day every week. And so I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself there. But those are just a couple examples of ungodly, ungodly advice. So David recognizes that. And David gives an answer, okay? David gives an answer. He says in verse number, let me look at it. The wicked are stringing their bows. They're fitting their arrows in the bowstring. In other words, they're, they're coming at me and they're coming at you. And then he says in verse number four, all right, so here's, here's where David drew his encouragement, and now I'm finally there to give you encouragement. Here's David's answer. You ready? David's answer. Here's how David stayed encouraged. David remembered where God is, and that's what you need to remember today, what I need to remember, where God is. He says in verse number, come on, James, 
the Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord still rules from heaven. So where is God today? In his holy temple. Where is God today? In heaven. I often say God is still on the throne. And then I often say sometimes, well, sometimes or, or often I say it a lot, uh, there's no panic button in heaven. God has no panic button in heaven because God reigns and rules from his throne in heaven. So remember today where God is. If you wonder, where's God in the war and the Russian invasion of the Ukraine? God's in heaven. Where's God with a cattywampus um, economic system? Hey, Wayne, where's God right now with, the, with all the fallops we have in our country and the immorality and all that? Well, God's in heaven. So remember that. That was David's answer. That encouraged him. So he remembers where God is. Number two, he remembers what God sees. Watch this now. He watches everyone closely examining every person on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. So be encouraged today. I'm backtracking the last couple of days. When we see violence and corruption and evil people um, seemingly succeeding and we want them to come down and we want them to fall and we go like, you know, we, we bring our complaint to the Lord like David did. David's remembering here in Psalm 11 what God sees. And what David says is God sees everything. God see, God examines everything, and God loves justice. So what that means is, watch this. Here's an encouragement. Here's an encouragement, especially to tag along with yesterday. God sees everything, and God will judge. God will judge. There's a judgment seat of Christ for believers. There's a great white throne judgment. It might not be until the person dies, okay? But God has his justice system, and that's for God, not for us. So it um, took me a while to, to, to realize that. So just let the Lord <laughs> fulfill his justice. And then he remembers the destiny of the wicked. That's what he says there. He will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur of the, on the wicked, punishing them with scorching winds. So David finds consolation in his heart to know that ultimately the wicked will, will be before God. Ultimately, God's the one that will judge the wicked. So if the wicked are coming against you, if evil people are coming against you, if they're gossiping about you, if they're slandering you, if they're, coming, if they're trying to take your job, if they're whatever it is, whatever it is, take consolation today in the fact that God sees everything and God, God has the destiny of the wicked already planned. And that brought David encouragement to know, you know what? I don't, I don't, have, to, <laughs> I don't have to bring justice to the wicked their day. As they say in Virginia, their day is a coming. And one more thing David remembered. He remembered the love and favor of God. It's, I'm glad he put that last. He remembered the love and favor of God. And that's what I want to leave you with. For the righteous Lord loves justice. The virtuous will see his face. And so David was not a perfect man. Um, we all are flawed to some degree. We all have perfections to some degree. You know, believers, we all have you know, we're being perfected. We're not perfect yet. Hey, Miss Julia, we're not being, we're not perfect, but we're being perfected. We all have flaws. So one of the things when David was a fugitive and this advice was, hey, Liz, Liz, go back and listen, okay? Go back and listen, because this kind of tag teams were yesterday about the unjust and the wicked. And so what, what David concludes with is David remembers God's love and God's favor. He remembers that God sees everything. He remembers that God is just. He remembers that God will take care of the wicked. Um, and he remembers that God is love. That God, he remembers God's love and God's favor. And then John came back. We go around in 1 John and 
basically said that he didn't basically, he did say God is love. So that's what I want you to remember today, okay? If you're a child of God, all right? If you feel like a fugitive because the enemy is all around you, the enemy's coming, it feels like, or maybe somebody is trying to take your life. Maybe they're trying to take your family. Maybe they're trying to take your job. Maybe they're trying to take your character. Maybe they're trying to take your integrity. Maybe they're trying to take your, whatever it might be. Maybe they're trying to take your money, whatever it may be, okay? Do not take the advice of the wicked. David goes, why are you telling me to flee? Why are you telling me to flee up the mountains? That's not godly advice. So, so um, affirm the Lord is my protection. That's what David did. And then reject ungodly advice. And then um, give your answer. Remember what David remembered. God sees everything. God's in control. God's in heaven. God will bring justice. God loves me and gives favor to me. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you for your love. Pray that this word will be a blessing to those that are watching and those that will watch to your honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it out. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, so tomorrow, now if you just came in, tomorrow we're going to jump ahead to Psalm 22. There's a reason behind the rhyme. <clears throat> I won't have time to share that now, but there's a reason behind the rhyme. So we'll go from Psalm 22, <clears throat> I think through the, through the 30s, and then end the month. <clears throat> like in the 140s or something, to get to those great hallelujah songs. So anyway, hey, y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful day, and I hope to catch you in the morning sometime before church.